this is David Strickle. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast, where we tap into higher consciousness to answer all of life's questions and guide you toward living all your dreams. So sit back, relax, open your mind if need be, and come along with us on this journey of higher enlightenment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is all about meditation, how to do it, why we do it, and what to expect from it. I receive a lot of email and social media messages from all of you asking about this topic frequently. And another topic I get a lot of questions on is how I came to channel. And I know I've covered both of these topics in numerous other podcasts, but I thought I would combine these two today and do a little bit of a deeper dive for you. So I'll give you my perspective on meditation and channeling, and then we'll bring in the stream and they will give you their perspective. I will start by telling you that I did not start meditating, at least not seriously meditating, meaning regularly, until 2010. I was well into my 40s and living a life of outward abundance. By that I mean I earned a nice living, I lived in a beautiful home, I drove a fantastic car, I wore great clothes, took fantastic vacations, did all of the things that most people view as signs of success in our culture. And I realized that I had all the stuff that was supposed to make me happy, and some of it indeed did make me happy, at least in the moment that I was enjoying it. But having grown up poor, looking at the things that other people had with envy, and feeling very strongly that once I had those things, that I would be happy. And here I was in my early 40s, living in my million-dollar home that was beautifully furnished, driving my convertible Mercedes, wearing my Gucci loafers, you know, having all of the things that I thought I wanted and I did want. But there was still something missing. There was a big something missing in my life. And I knew that for me, it was not the commercial version of God or religion. Because I had been down that path before in my childhood, my teens, and even my early 20s. I identified as a Christian and grew up attending a Methodist church in Louisiana. And I found the rules and the requirements, the one-size-fits-all mentality of organized religion to be quite stifling. And by my mid-twenties, I identified as an atheist. Though that did not last long, because from as far back as age 14, I could recall an inner voice, something that guided me, something that made me believe in myself and my abilities, even when no one else around me did. And this voice was actually in me well before age 14. It's been with me as long as I can recall. But age 14, which was 1982, a long time ago, is when I recall receiving a download of thought that told me that the way to success, the way to achieve anything that I wanted to achieve, is that I needed to think and act like I already had achieved it and it would come to me. This is why, if you've listened to my podcast before, I jokingly say that I thought I invented the law of attraction, because I indeed thought that I had invented this, and I remember telling my older brother about it uh, around that time in 1982, and I remember him thinking that I was absolutely insane. And I realized how insane that sounded at the time, and how insane it sounds to some people still today. But to me, it was very real, and I set about testing it immediately. And it absolutely changed my life. My friendships improved. In fact, I acquired friends that I am still friends with today. And the material things that a 14-year-old wants, meaning clothes and a car, appeared in my life. 
even though I was living in a minimum wage household. And it gave me the confidence to start my own business right out of high school. So atheism was not a good fit for me, believing that we are born and we die and that's it, that there's nothing more going on here than the material things that we see. So I set about exploring the spiritual world. I had some really good experience with psychics, and I even attended a seance once. I really needed to prove to myself that there was something more, and I received that evidence that I needed. One of the best experiences I've ever had seeing a psychic medium was around 2004. I was living in Central Florida, and I went to see a lady named Hazel Burley in a small spiritualist village in Central Florida called Casadega. Hazel had been recommended to me by a co-worker, so I already had some trust built in right off the bat with her. And this was my first trip to Casadega, and it was very interesting because I arrived early and decided to walk around the village prior to my appointment. And leading up to this visit, I had had a recurring dream for years about walking through this small town with little old framed white houses, walking around the bend, around this body of water, a little pond, and coming upon this little church. And it was a very, very vivid dream, very clear. There were never any people in the dream, but sometimes there were cars parked around the church and sometimes there were not. I'm still not sure exactly what that means to this day, but I did see the same church and the same pond and the same windy road over and over again in my dreams. And sure enough, on this very first visit to Casadega, I parked my car at a little restaurant out front and decided to walk around the village. And I walked around this curve and there appeared the pond and the church, just like in my dream. And at that point, I'd already had a lot of what I call interesting dreams, things that would be certainly considered supernatural. But this was the first time that I had encountered something in real life that was identical to my dream. And I absolutely felt the higher vibration of Casadega. And I recall walking up to Hazel's little pink house, knowing that my meeting with her was going to be special. And indeed it was. She greeted me all dressed up like she were headed to Sunday church. She had this friendly little terrier named Bilbo Baggins. And her house was tiny, but filled with books and plants and the most relaxing energy that I'd ever encountered. Without asking me any questions at all, she reconnected me with a friend who had passed away, who I had lost touch with in the last few months of his life. She told me that my grandfather, Jediah, who had passed away when my father was 11 years old, well before I was born, was actually one of my guides who had been with me from birth, and I can tell you is still with me today and part of my stream. And in telling me about him, she told me some specific things about him and his life that I had no awareness of. And when I contacted my father, who was very skeptical about these things, and asked him, he confirmed that everything that she told me about him was true. And she told me that this ability that I had, that I discovered at the age of 14, and that I could actually do my own readings if I would just give it a try, and this thing that I thought I had invented had a name. It was called the Law of Attraction. And that there was someone named Abraham that did quite a bit of teachings based on the Law of Attraction. And that I indeed had the same abilities as Abraham to receive this information and channel it for others. I left our meeting very satisfied, feeling like I had finally confirmed that all of these crazy thoughts that I had were real. And that I had confirmation of 
our consciousness continuing on after death, something I was desperately looking for. But I did not follow her advice, at least not immediately, on exploring channeling on my own or exploring Abraham's teachings. At the time, I was satisfied with the information that she had provided, and the name Abraham just didn't sit right with me. It sounded biblical. And I guess I thought I might be getting drawn into some type of cult or religion. If I have not shared this with you before, I'm a very, very stubborn individual. And sometimes it takes quite a bit of pounding to get things into my head. So I essentially took this newfound knowledge from my meeting with Hazel and just went about my life as usual. And between 2004 and 2010, momentum really began to build with my own abilities. And while the things that I focused on, which were still primarily material things and wealth, continued to escalate for me in a positive direction, my manifestations of what you would consider supernatural things continued to escalate as well. In 2007, I received a promotion and transferred with my job from Central Florida to Seattle, Washington. And we moved into this large two-story home in this gated community outside of Seattle in Bellevue. And we had had some odd things happen in our former home in Central Florida that we had remodeled. And during the process, there was quite a bit of disruption with doors slamming and lights flickering and things like that that we mostly just chalked up to the energy in the house being disrupted by the remodeling process. But it seemed as though we had taken that negative energy with us to Seattle. And the more we focused upon it, the worse it got to the point where we had photographs flipping over right in front of us, appliances turning themselves on and off, lights flickering. And the most significant incident in the middle of the night around 4 a.m., the large chandelier that hung over our staircase in our two-story foyer dropped to the ground. Now, I know this sounds like the stuff that you see in horror movies, and I will tell you that there were no whispers, there was no bleeding of walls or insect infestations or anything like that. But it was creepy enough, certainly, to get my attention. And knowing what I knew about the law of attraction, I realized that we were attracting this to ourselves. We had become obsessed with the creepy things happening in our house. And at this time, our relationship was essentially over. We were living as roommates. My health had declined significantly with my back problems, and my weight was an all-time high, almost 270 pounds. So I had used this ability that I thought I had invented to focus upon things as if they already were and attract them into my life solely to attract material things and money. And here I was with all of the material things that I thought were going to make me happy, and I was more miserable than ever. And in my job, I taught the law of attraction quite a bit. I, of course, softened it quite a bit so that I didn't step on anyone's toes regarding religion or anything like that. But the basis of my teaching, especially to salespeople, was absolutely rooted in the law of attraction. And in 2010, in the height of the recession, I was training a group of interior designers in Redmond, Washington, not far at all from where I lived. And one of the designers after the training approached me and asked me if I had ever heard of Abraham Hicks. And the name did ring a bell from my meeting back in Casadega with Hazel. And I believe I told her that I had heard of them, but I had not really studied any of their teachings. And she gave me an entire set of CDs that Abraham had produced back in the late 1980s, I believe, that covered all of their teachings. And I took them home that night, not knowing if I were going to bother listening to them or not. Again, I'm very stubborn. 
But on my way home, I was sitting at a light turning left into my neighborhood, and I noticed a black Range Rover in front of me with a license plate, Abraham. Not only was this interesting because of the license plate saying Abraham, but at the time, I really wanted a black Range Rover. So needless to say, I went home that night, stayed up most of the night, and devoured all of the Abraham material. And in their teachings, they stress the importance of meditation. To clear your mind, to drown out all the noise, so that you can connect with your higher self, or your source, which is essentially the same thing. And in this connection, you reach a state of calm and clarity, and your perspective shifts to that of a higher vibration. And at that point, I had tried meditating before, but being the impatient, stubborn person that I am, I would inevitably become frustrated when my mind would start to wander and I felt like I didn't have control over my thoughts and thus would never learn to meditate. But I was inspired by Abraham's teachings and I took their advice on simply releasing the thoughts that popped up and returned my focus to the little noises that you hear in your home when you're sitting in complete silence, such as the refrigerator or air conditioner. And I indeed found that focusing on something small like that cleared my mind enough to achieve the source connection that I was looking for. At first, I did not realize that it was actually a source connection that I was making. It was just very comforting and very relaxing. So much so that I kept at it once or twice a day. I would find time to sit in silence and that the more I practiced, the longer I could stay in that quieted state. And before too long in these meditative sessions, I felt an energy begin to move through me. In fact, the very first time that I felt it, it was absolutely amazing. It's like nothing that I'd ever felt before. This powerful energy ignited at the base of my spine, shot up my spine all the way through the crown of my head and reverberated out my fingers and toes. It was as if every cell in my body was electrified. It was the closest thing to a natural high that I have ever experienced. And in the beginning, I had no idea what this energy was even about, because Abraham had not really gone into that in their teachings. So I went back to the person that gave me the Abraham tapes and told her what had happened. And she told me, quite surprised, that I'd had what she knew as a kundalini awakening. She was shocked that I'd had such an awakening so quickly into my meditative practice. And I know now that this is something that's available to everyone, and that I had my awakening so easily and so quickly because I had suppressed it for so long. And I believe that we all come equipped with this connection and this ability to connect to our higher selves. In fact, I believe very strongly that we all do it from time to time, that it is your intuition, your inspiration, those times when you're relaxed and not trying so hard and things just appear in your mind from nowhere, it seems. This is what your source connection or your stream connection is. And the reason these thoughts and ideas appear when they do is because you're relaxed. I know personally, some of my best solutions, my best ideas come to me when I'm in the shower. I've said before that I should have a notepad or perhaps a recording device in my shower so I don't forget these great ideas that come when I'm in that relaxed state. And essentially, that's all meditation is is clearing your mind so that you reach a state of relaxation 
a state where you are then reconnected with the wholeness of who you are, your stream, and in time, with practice, in that meditative state, you will find yourself seeing your world from a different perspective, from certainly a higher vibrational point of view. And channeling is meditating. And since I believe that we all have the ability to meditate, I also believe that we all have the ability to channel. As I've said before, that little voice that tells you to slow down your car just before you see the police officer on the side of the road is a form of channeling. You quiet your mind in meditation so that you may achieve the source connection and receive guidance from the highest vibration. And knowing that, why would you not meditate? Why would you not take the time to learn to quiet your mind, knowing that you'll get better and better at it the more you try it? And as far as channeling goes, the channeling part will come naturally with the meditation. Now, channeling for other people is a bit of a different story. And that is something that took me a lot longer to teach myself how to do than did meditation. I realize now that the reason I have the ability to channel is because A, I was so open to it. I didn't have any preconceived notions about channeling prior to, in fact, I didn't even know what it was, prior to uh, discovering Abraham Hicks. And Esther's channeling of Abraham certainly made the process seem a lot less weird to me than it would have been had I just heard about it or if I had discovered some of the earlier channels that are out there. And B, because I really enjoy helping other people with my channeling. As I mentioned earlier, I used to use the law of attraction in my teachings in my former professional career quite a bit. And helping people get out of their own way and truly value themselves and see themselves as as worthy of success and then actually achieve that success was the most satisfying part of my job. So now it is my intention to spend the rest of my life helping all of you find your connection to your stream and achieve all of your dreams. So now I'm going to take a quick break and when we return, you'll be hearing directly from the stream. We are here. We are here to share with you our thoughts, our perspective, and guidance on meditation and channeling. Regarding meditation, it is important that you first understand that your stream connection is available to you at all times. Your stream is comprised of a variety of entities, perhaps that which you call souls, that are unique to you in their combination, but as omnipresent, omniscient, eternal energy, they also flow through others. This is why you are part of that which we call the collective consciousness. Though you are indeed unique, you are also connected universally and eternally to all life and all beings in their completed state. So your stream connection is significant. And during your time of physical manifestation, that which you call life, your stream connection is your connection to the wholeness of who you are. Your entire 
eternal beingness. And when you choose to manifest in physical form, and as we have said many times, this is always your choice, down to the time and place and circumstances in which you are born into, you acquire what is commonly referred to as an ego. Your ego serves to drive your life experience. And it accomplishes this by drowning out a portion, but certainly not all, of your stream connection so that you may focus on this physically manifested environment with all of its polarity and all of its contrast as you intended to do when you decided to return to physical form. And for the vast majority of humanity's existence, meditation came quite naturally to you. For as you evolved into the beings that you now are, you had far more time to sit quietly and contemplate and ponder and receive messages from your stream. But with your brilliant creative minds, you have created this world full of comfort and luxury and massive developments in technology that have indeed in many ways made your lives easier but have also created great distraction from your streams. And the polarity that governs everything in the universe has continually shifted your societies closer to and further away from a collective stream connection. There is evidence of this all around you. In recent history and your time, massive improvements, advances in travel and communication began to create these major shifts. And in even more recent history, the advent of the internet and social media have created yet another massive leap forward in communication and thus contrast created by the sharing of information across cultural boundaries. If you feel, if you believe that you are indeed experiencing a massive cultural shift on your planet at this time, you are correct. The sharing of information across cultural boundaries where you are coming to understand one another like never before. But it is our desire for you to understand that this is not a sign of a coming utopia. And though in this coming together, a greater understanding of one another, and perhaps even a greater appreciation of one another, can be achieved, and conditions on your planet which from our perspective are already quite favorable, can indeed be improved upon. Perfection is not the goal. And though we always say that anything is indeed possible, we will share with you that if your planet were to ever achieve a state of true perfection, it would cease to exist. For the only reason for any material manifestation is for the expansion achieved via the contrast of that which you consider positive and negative. And due to the polarity of the universe, that contrast will always be present. And regardless of how much you come together and understand and learn and appreciate one another, you all come equipped with the ability, the requirement, for you to discern your own preferences and to manifest based on your beliefs which are very much shaped by your preferences. We realize that we have veered 
away from the specific topic of meditation and have not even mentioned channeling, but it's important for us to provide you with our crash course in the nature of the universe anytime we speak of these things, because it is important that you understand, in our opinion, that the only reason for meditation, the only need for meditation, is to quiet your mind and allow your stream connection that is always flowing to you to be fully received by you and understood so that it can be useful in your life experience. And while your ego is good, you will have it with you the entire time that you are physically manifested, saying that you don't have an ego or you wish to eliminate your ego is an indication of your misunderstanding of it. Your ego is the strength of your human side. It drives you through this lifetime. It shouts me first so that you may survive. And experience the contrast, discern your preferences, launch new desires, align with those desires via your beliefs, and allow them to manifest and thus experience the expansion that that manifestation creates. And your manifestation, your expansion, not only expands your soul, but contributes to the expansion of source energy in the universe as a whole. And as we have said many times, all things are energy at their core, and energy is either expanding or dying. So you're coming here and trying and failing and prevailing and failing and trying again and overcoming and creating and falling and getting back up or even falling and deciding not to get back up, deciding to weather away and return to your completed state inevitably will all produce expansion. And all of this is driven by your ego. But an ego left unchecked by your stream connection, left unbalanced, like anything else, can spiral out of control. Your stream connection is the wiser part of you, the eternal part of you, the relaxed, confident, loving, all-seeing, all-knowing, sit back and let it happen part of you. It is the state that you exist in, in your completed state, that which you call death. It is indeed pure positive energy and the highest form of intelligence, your connection to the source of all creation. So your ego helps create the chaos, the contrast, for you to overcome and experience expansion and your stream connection is the balance to that and the balancing of these energies is key to the joy that you seek while physically manifested and in your current highly complex world with all of your demands and all of your distractions it is very easy for all of you to become disconnected from your stream to turn the volume down as we say and exist mainly on your ego, which inevitably creates a very bumpy ride for you. And you can indeed live an entire lifetime paying little attention to your stream, although it's always there, it's always flowing, 
and everyone receives some of it some of the time, but to receive more of it more of the time and to achieve a greater balance between your stream connection and your ego for and our guidance, this is the key to the freedom and joy that you seek while physically manifested. You must learn to tune out all of the distraction, all of the noise of your current society and allow your stream to flow. And that is essentially all meditation is. An intentional, during waking hours, tuning out so the natural stream connection can flow right to you. Our guidance for anyone who wishes to achieve the balance that we speak of, that wishes to achieve the life of freedom and joy that you all seek, is to establish a daily meditation practice. And since you are all individuals, you are all different, there is no one-size-fits-all answer on how to meditate. You must practice and find your path to your meditation. But you must be patient. If you have not been meditating, you may be able to sit quietly for just a moment and feel energy begin to move through you, feel a sense of calm wash over you. Or this may take more time. But it is our promise to you that establishing a daily connection to your stream, and at least once daily, if not twice daily connection to your stream, will change every aspect of your life for the better. And it is our guidance that this is something that you prioritize above everything else, not something that you do when you have time. Because a daily connection to your stream will keep you in alignment with the wisdom of source. The wisdom that is us, the wisdom that is the source of all creation. This connection is more powerful than many of you understand and can be more beneficial than most of you ever realize. It can indeed be the key to achieving all of your dreams because in a meditative state, you are in a state of allowing. You're in a high state of creativity and you're in a state of receiving divine knowledge, divine inspiration. And the art of channeling is meditation. When you are in this relaxed, allowing, receiving state, you are receiving direct communication from source, from your stream. Anytime you receive thoughts or ideas that are accompanied with positive emotion, you are channeling your stream. And the art of channeling source energy and the way in which David is channeling our message now is indeed available to everyone, but realized by very few. For this practice requires not only an open mind, but a veritable clean slate. David, like many who channel, was never particularly interested in religious teachings or man's definition of spirituality, that which you may call New Age thought. His desire was to find his own path, his own connection to his higher self or source or stream or whatever you wish to call it. For all of these labels are man-made things. As source energy, we are just that. We are energy. 
and we understand the usefulness of labels, the usefulness of the tools that you have created with your brilliant minds to define and understand and even communicate with that which we are. There is absolutely no right or wrong in any of this. But these man-made labels and categories and various schools of thought can trip you up in your connecting with us. They can trip you up by getting you caught up in the thoughts and ideas of others rather than relying on your own source connection that you came pre-equipped with. Our guidance is to allow the law of attraction to do its job, to allow you to discover and align with others whose teachings, whose thoughts and ideas may indeed be of value to you. But let that value be the opening of your own mind, the inspiration for you to explore further on your own. As much as you may love listening to David, to listening to our words, and we hope that you do if you are here, or if what we are doing, if what we are saying does not feel right to you, you are right to move on from it. But if it does resonate, if our message feels right, if you apply our teachings in your lives and receive positive results and wish to return to us again and again, you are certainly right to do that. But our teachings will always be rooted in you finding your own path and certainly never taking what we have referred to as a one-size-fits-all approach, for there is none of that, at least none of that that is effective. And if you wish to channel, if you wish to speak for your stream, for source, as David does, as others do, you are all capable of doing that. But understand that will take a degree of patience. And if you have spent years studying, absorbing information from others, you may need to detune all of that and focus more on your own stream connection to fully receive the level of detailed thought that David is receiving now as he speaks our words. And then you must be patient enough to train yourself to receive these downloads and speak them clearly so that they may benefit others. If you are seeking to channel only for your own good, which is absolutely fine, meditation should be plenty, for your meditation is your channeling. But a desire to receive these downloads of thought, as David calls them, will take more work, will take more commitment on your part. And while we are certainly not looking to limit the number of those who channel, we would encourage you to be clear on your reasons why. That is all we have on these topics. Hi, it's David. I'm back. I just got through listening to the playback from the stream. I realize we're running a little long today in time because I droned on about my personal story for the first half of the podcast. I hope you made it through all of that and got to hear what the stream had to say because I think their commentary today was very, very good. I always love it when they give us a crash course on the workings of the universe, and I hope you do as well. With the emails that I receive regarding channeling and 
meditation. It, it seems that we make things so complex when the universal truths are so simple. And I like that they just broke it down to the fact that, you know, meditation is nothing more than quieting our minds so that we can allow the connection that's already there to flow. And it does not have to be any more than that if we don't wish for it to be. But certainly the part of our creative process can be intentionally creating in our meditative state. I totally understand that. And I use that, not daily, but I use that regularly. I like to sit in appreciation of what I have and appreciation in what I intend to manifest, knowing that it aligns me with that energy and the the essence of the thing that I want. And that's been very effective in my life at bringing my desires to fruition. But it certainly isn't what I wish to do every day. On an everyday basis, you know, I really am taking time to just quiet my mind and feel the stream flow through me. That is so satisfying in and of itself. And I feel strongly that if we just did that, that would be enough to allow all of our desires to flow and allow a very happy existence. In fact, I totally believe that if we work too hard to try to create deliberately, to try to create on demand, that we end up sabotaging ourselves. It's not about trying so hard. It's really about identifying our preferences and just allowing them to manifest and keeping that daily stream connection for our sanity more than anything. Perhaps I should say clarity. And I do like that they also got into the topic of channeling. I get a little bit of email regarding this. People do want to know how they themselves can channel the way that I do. And I always say that I believe that everybody has this ability. And I know I stated earlier that I had a couple of psychics tell me that I had this ability well before I ever allowed it to flow, at least to this degree. But I believe what they were tapping into was simply the fact that I was so open to spiritual things and so unencumbered by the teachings of others on these topics that I was probably a good candidate for channeling if that's what I was so inclined to do. I believe we all have intuition. We're all intuitive. It's just how much we allow it to flow. And I have, through most of my life, allowed it to flow. Even though I kept that part of me hidden from others for many, many years. But I will say, since I've begun sharing the stream with others, since I've begun allowing the stream to interact directly with others, the information has improved so much. There is so much incredible information, things that I would have never dreamed up flowing from them now that I'm interacting with all of you and allowing that stream communication to flow freely. I'm thinking about putting together a course on channeling. I believe that it's it's far too complex to talk about in a podcast, but if it's something that you're really interested in, shoot me an email and perhaps I can uh, work with some of you to put this course together. I want to thank all of you that reached out to me regarding the Southern California workshop that I am planning. I do want you to know that I have identified a potential venue. It's the Mystic Journey in West Hollywood. If you are aware of that, I believe it's a metaphysical bookstore. If you're aware of that, uh, shoot me an email. Let me know if you know of that location, if you recommend it or not, since I have no knowledge of the L.A. market, really. And your thoughts on attending an event there to meet the stream. At this point, I'm probably going to push that event into early May, so just to let you know that. But I'd still like to hear your thoughts on that venue. And if you're in Southern California and you're interested in attending an event uh, with the stream, please shoot me an email at david at thestreamofdavid.com or you can uh, direct message me on our Instagram page. 
I am getting a lot of direct messages these days though, so the best way to reach me is via email. If you haven't followed our Instagram page, our page is The Stream of David. We also have a Facebook page, and The Stream is guiding me to become more active on Facebook uh, just as people are boycotting Facebook, and I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it myself, to be honest with you. But their guidance is that it's a great resource to reach lots and lots of people, and that's what their intention is with all of this, to connect with as many people as they can who are looking for this type of information. So find us on Facebook. The Facebook page is also The Stream of David. And we're on Twitter, The Stream O David. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is also The Stream of David. I want to thank all of you for listening today. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. And to rate and review it, especially if you're on iTunes. And be sure to come back next week where The Stream will be sharing their guidance on manifesting material abundance with ease. Thanks again, everyone.